Phil Pryor for foxsports.com.au here with NBA and basketball writer for the website, Olgan Ulich, who is back from the Bay Area over in the United States, catching up with Ben Simmons. How are we, Olgan? I'm well, Phil. How are you? (laughs) Very well. Thank you. Special edition of the podcast today where uh, we are going to play from start to finish your interview with Ben Simmons, uh, talk us through it. Yeah, talk I had us a... through. Set the scene. Ooh, so this was in Petaluma, California. So it was. It's about an hour north from San Francisco. Um, you know, we went into the the 2K motion capture studios where NBA 2K is basically made. It's developed there. Um, you know, Ben Simmons rocked up wearing the full mocap suit. That's what they call it. It's, it's the the. The skin tight suit, they put the little, little balls on it and cameras are everywhere, lights are everywhere and basically capturing Ben on a makeshift half court, half a basketball court and just getting all of his motion. So that, that, what Ben was doing at the time is what would become Ben Simmons as the NBA 2K19 character. Mm. Uh, he was there obviously because he will grace the cover of the ANZ edition of the NBA 2K19 video game. Um, and yeah, we got a good 20 minutes with him and, you know, that's what you're about to hear, you know, once we finish having a little chat about it, but that's what yeah. you're going to hear. And obviously we have the accompanying video uh, on our website and story on foxpost.com.au. Yeah, nice. He's, a, he's rookie of the year now. Uh, he's quite a, a polished performer, both on the court and with the media as well, it must be said. You know, he, I suppose this whole team has been very aware of his superstardom trajectory for some time. Um Quite often he, I suppose, uh, it's said that maybe he doesn't give a lot to the media. Do you feel like you were able to wear him down a little bit? Yeah, I'm fortunate that I'm able to do that, I guess. I've I've known Ben and his family for since he was about 15 or 16, and so grow, growing up with them and getting to know them, I'm fortunate that I can have a different kind of vibe when I interview him. Yeah, It's not necessarily just an interview with you know, a journalist interviewing a player. It's two 20-somethings speaking to each other. I think I said the same thing last time I interviewed him. I had my one-on-one with him. And, um, you know, I think I got the same thing this time. You know, we had fun. We laughed. We we joked. And um, I think we just had a a fun conversation, which is what I want to get out of these things. I think that's when we get the the most real person. That's good. Do you get to go and have dinner with him with uh, no microphones later on or he just doesn't have time for that? No, not Ben. (laughs) Ben Ben, Ben's schedule is, is, you know, tight. Yeah, there's there's no there's no room for any sort of kind of social occasions. Um, no, if if you were there on on the day, you can see his the person representing his management was just she was she was on the money. She was making sure that yeah. she knew who everybody was, where everybody was, and um, controlling everything. She had to know everything, and that's what you get when you're clutch sports. They they represent LeBron. They've got Ben Simmons, and yeah, they they make sure that they're completely aware of what's happening. But their Twitter is unverified. Probably their, their Twitter, their Twitter was unverified <laughs> when they decided to tweet out that LeBron James had signed with the Lakers, and then suddenly <laughs> became verified because that was important. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, can you pick out one thing from your uh, chat with Ben Simmons that you were really stoked, like an answer that he gave, or something like that, or just one point that jumps out? Ooh, 
there were there are a few. I think I would point to the last question I asked him, which was about his social life. Now, the TMZs of the world and the tabloids of the world will tell you that he's going out with Kendall Jenner. Um, as a person who, person who covers basketball for my job, that's not part of you know part <laughs> of what I do. I don't necessarily cover that. Um, but and so I frame my question in the sense of how did how do you how do you not let things like that living in Los Angeles having the spotlight on you affect your basketball, um, whether positively or negatively? Um, and I think he gave a a pretty nuanced answer to that. It was it wasn't just shutting down the question because he knows it's about Kendall Jenner. It was a, a thought out answer which I was, I was really happy he gave. Okay, and I don't I don't recall um, seeing much of that answer in the fifteen minute feature video that the uh, digital videos uh, John Bahemu. Uh, how do you pronounce John's last name? Jonathan Bar. Oh goodness me, he's gonna he's gonna uh, kill us, isn't he? Uh, Jonathan yeah. Barhamu. Anyway, he he put together a, a, a stellar feature, um, mm. all fifteen minutes of it. You can go and check out that on the website as well. Uh, provides a different different perspective uh, to what this is as well. Plus, Olgan has written a full feature article on Ben. I'm yet to read that as well, so looking uh-huh. forward to that. I'm looking forward to that going on our website. It it looks completely different to anything you probably would have ever seen on foxsports.com.au. Um, it's something that I've been trying to push for the past three years or the two and a half years I've been here. So the feature format, yeah, just the idea of that. You know, this is something that a little bit more effort has been put into. We've gone to great lengths to to give you this sort of content. We want to show you that it's that it's different. Um, it's special. Not, yeah, it's special it's, treatment. It's not just like a, a breaking news thing that perhaps we've put together in ten minutes because it's break. It's live and breaking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this is something that we've been working on for a good month. Um, you know, we went over to San Francisco. We sat down with you know arguably the country's biggest and you know best rising sports person. You know, I it's something that I feel like we have to show that this is different. You know, I, that's I don't know. It's something I've pushed for for a long time, and I'm glad. It's come to fruition with Ben, especially. Fair enough. Uh, Olga Norlich, thank you very much for uh, for the content that you've put together on the website and for joining me. Thank you. This this is always fun. I like the intro as well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I might even have to chuck that in now with the transition into Ooh. Ben Simmons' chat with Olga Norlich. Benjamin, we're here at Petaluma, California. Just tried out that mocap suit. What was that experience like for you? That was a lot of fun um, seeing how it all gets done because it was the first time I've actually been able to experience. So I had a lot of uh, fun doing it. You know, seeing how it all gets, you know, finished and um, you know how it all gets done. What was your 2K experience growing up? You know, how much did you play the game? How much kind of were you, you know, like me? Was I was obsessed yeah. with the game growing up? Is it the same with you? Yeah, I mean, I played a lot, but the reason I was playing, I was so competitive, and I wanted to compete against like Dante when I was younger. <laughs> so. You know, we would play a bunch of video games, and 2K would be one of the games we played because we both played basketball. So, in that aspect, you know, we we compete in the real court, and then you know, head to the house and play 2K again, um, and create players and and try and you know get that rating up to 99, which was always hard. <laughs> when you play right now, do you like to play as yourself and as the Sixers? For sure, for sure. Do you um, get frustrated when, for example, my friends get frustrated when I do things that I haven't done on the floor? Okay. So like if you, so like if you, you make don't a three pointer or something. Yeah. No, they'll just be like it's just things that happen on the floor that's just like random. Yeah, okay. You know, I just say, you know, I can do that. But it's just fun, you know, playing as yourself, you know, having the opportunity 
and it's just weird kind of yeah. also so it's a lot of fun is it interesting when you know you try something like a, a layup or something and it doesn't go and you think i probably could have made that in real life like a hook hook shot things like that yeah yeah for sure it, it gets frustrating but it's it's cool just to be on the game and experience that yeah um but i'll say yeah i definitely play with sixes every every time i play um you're on the cover of right. the anz edition of this obviously i assume that's a big honor and stuff like that when did you find out that that was going to be happening um it was like a month ago I say a your month first ago. reaction um so they showed me pictures of the cover and yeah. asked me which ones i liked so i didn't really know if it was like a, a promotional thing or what was going on they said i got the cover and i was just in shock because um, growing up you know you look at all the legends and guys like that who are on the covers and the guys you look up to and now i'm able to be one of those people that kids look up to and uh you know kids back home are able to say you know that guy's where i'm from and uh, which is amazing has that kind of has that feeling settled in for you yet as far as you being the face of australian basketball now you're right. you know quite literally the face of you know what a whole generation of basketball players yeah. are going to be doing has that settled in for you not at all not at all but i think little reminders like this uh which was actually a huge reminder um you know keeps me humble and makes me realize, you know, how many kids are going to be looking up to me and that I need to carry myself in a certain way. Do you think about yourself a little bit with some of the words that you put on that cover? So you put Melbourne, you put Fitzroy, mm-hmm. things like that. Do you think about yourself, you know, watching a, a professional basketball player, an NBA player, and thinking, like, maybe the 10-year-old Ben Simmons seeing that cover can think, okay, I can be that person? For sure, 100%. I think everything that's on the cover relates back to me and can relate to so many other Australian kids back home. Um, I wanted to ask about potential avenues outside of basketball. You know, you've got LeBron and Kyrie and Blake Griffin mm-hmm. doing film. Um, you know, Iman Shumpert and, and Dame Lillard do music and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Have you thought about that at this point in your career? Not yet. Not yet. I think business-wise, I've always been interested in um, different aspects of business and, and getting involved in that. Uh, but right now, I think, you know, to get to that point where you're able to build those relationships, I think takes a lot of time. And... Um, and for me, I want to build my brand on the court first and then start expanding. So w- winning the Rookie of the Year is obviously a, a exactly. big way in doing that. Yeah. Um, what do you think separated you from the rest of this rookie class as far as making you the, that standout Rookie of the Year player? I think the consistency I had all year um, with how I was performing and the way the team you know, progressed throughout the season and then we had to go to get to the playoffs and then the goal was to get 52 wins to 50 wins, got to 52 um, and then second round, and obviously fell fell short uh, the second round, which was disappointing. But at the same time, you know, we had to go to get to the playoffs. So uh, we got past that goal, and, and now we're back in the lab. You know, got the team together, and we're all ready to compete and get to that next stage. There was obviously a little back and forth between you and Donovan Mitchell. It got a little bit fun at right. times. Um, was there ever a point where you thought that you might not win it? No. I mean, in my head, I'm always going to back myself. But, you know, you read things that, you know, it depends who's voting also. Um, and I think, you know, the people who voted were, were right. I think, um, you know, he's a, a great player, um, great person, you know, from what I've seen of him, what I've been around. Um, but it's the way the cookie crumbles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to use that. You know that. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I'll let you use that one. <laughs> so obviously the thing that comes now is your sophomore season, your second year in the NBA, um, second year playing in the NBA. Right. You there's a sophomore slump that mm. thing exists whether it, whether you like it or not the conversation yeah. exists um you know what are you doing to make sure that you know that doesn't happen that that conversation never has yeah. to happen um i mean i'm working 
and you know I'm trying to add pieces to my game to get to that next level. Um, it's not going to happen in one season, but if I add little things to my game, I'm able to keep progressing uh, and get to that level where I want to be. So that first series in the playoff was against Miami. They were you know, a tough team. There were mm -hmm. a lot of kind of niggling, it was fighting, things like right. that. Um, do you think that was a good experience for you guys as far Definitely. as being a new playoff team Definitely. going against that sort of, that's your, you know, your standard mm -hmm. playoff you know, grit and grind team? Yeah, for a lot of guys on the team, that was the first time in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And for such a young team, I think it was great for us to get whooped in that second yeah. round, you know, because Celtics have been there before. Uh, they've been in that position where, you know, they had to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, so now, for us, we know what to expect going into the playoffs. And it's going to be exciting, a tough battle for whoever we match up against, and we're looking forward to it. For you individually, you know, the Celtics game plan pretty well against you as far as, you know, the defensive schemes for you individually. Um, you know, what's your thought process then going into next season, knowing that, you know, a lot of teams might look at that and think, okay, that's a, a good way to guard Ben. And, right. Um, what, my thing know. is, what do I need to add to get to that next level? So I'm adding you know, certain moves, uh, counter moves, and different spots where I need to score the ball from and just getting reps up. So, you know, I have the whole season to do that and then get ready for the playoffs, uh, which is what I need. Um, obviously, that's, that series against the Celtics was, was a fun series. It was hard fought. Um, do you see you, you, those two teams as being the two top dogs in the East for, for quite some time now? I think, uh, I think it's a great possibility for that to happen um, with a lot of young talent on both teams. Yeah. Um, and obviously two big franchises with, you know, the, the legends that have come through uh, both teams, I think it's a, it's a high chance. Do you like the idea of embracing that sort of rivalry? You know, you've got obviously the two East Coast teams, you've got mm -hmm. the young guys like you up against Jalen right. Brown. I mean, I like Hayden. to be, uh, you know, I want our team to be the face of you know, the league, not just the East. So in order for us to do that, you know, we have to get past each team and um, beat them. So, you know, I don't really want to look at myself and, and my team as, you know, equal and we have to beat this team, but, you yeah. know, we have to get past wherever it is uh, to take that crown. Obviously, the reason why the East has opened up is LeBron's gone. When did you find out that LeBron was heading to the Lakers? I think when everyone else found out. You found out, like, all of us regular people? Yeah. Yeah, I'm regular too. <laughs> as in, no, as in, we, no, we, know, mean, we know LeBron's yeah. your friend, you know, you guys talk and right. stuff like that. You didn't find out a little bit ahead my of time. My thing was when that... Everything was going on, you know, the teams were, I think, Houston, Lakers, and Philly. Yeah. Um, I, I tried not to do too much. You know, I don't want to get too involved in, in what someone else is doing, where they want to go. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy for him. You know, he made a decision based on what he wanted to do. And I think it's amazing where what he's done, uh, you know, through his career, you know, from Cleveland to Miami and, and back to Cleveland, winning a ring there and in Miami. And then, you know, going to L.A. is cool. I think it's amazing. I think a lot of guys, you know, who'd have the opportunity would take it also. Um, obviously, Philly was an option for him. Was was there any sense that you got um, that he would consider you guys or that he had considered you guys legitimately? I think he likes the way we play. Yeah. Um, and I think we have a lot of good pieces, but I think for him, it wasn't just about the team. I think it was more about, you know, what he felt he personally needed to do. And I think, you know, he made a great decision. Um, Last one on LeBron is, you know, him obviously not going to, to Philly. Mm -hmm. it, it keeps the team as your team, basically. You know, this is, you know, if, if LeBron goes to your team, he becomes the face of that team. You know, the ball's in his hands and things like that. So in one sense, was there almost a sigh of relief? That, no, the that ball would be like, in my hands still. If we <laughs> 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 um, 
Do you think? But do you think? Like, obviously, where Le- wherever LeBron goes, that's yeah. the face of that team. Do you, right. Is there almost a sense of relief that you think, like, okay, we get to continue building this? You My know, thing is, I just keep playing, trying to get better. Um, that's all I can control. So if he were to come, if if he was to come to Philly, then you know it is what it is. But and then you have a great mentor. But for me, you know, I want to be the best player and get better, uh, however I can. So him not coming, him coming, um, doesn't really change my mindset uh, on the floor. Um, this boomer situation that happened. Um, where, where did you first see that? When was the first time you saw the vision of, of that yeah, crazy so I, situation? Probably when it happened a couple weeks ago, three weeks. Like two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, so when it came out, and I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't know yeah. what was happening. So I saw these videos of you know guys fighting and things like that. So I read up on it a little bit and, and saw what was happening. Did, you, did that scare you a little bit? Because when we watched the replays, you know, it was a bit... Kind of, we got a little bit shook from that, you know. Right, right. Did, did you I get that feeling too? Watching any fight on a court, obviously. For me, it wasn't really about that. I think, you know, you see, you saw what happened on the on the court, so it's kind of it goes both ways. Um, I think it, everyone got a little carried away in terms of you know everybody fighting from you know coaches or whatever it is um, to fans and and things like that. Uh, for me, but it's hard to really explain it if you're not there. So. I mean, personally, I don't know what I would have done because I wasn't there, yeah. and it's a it's a sticky situation to be in because you also have to think about, you know, your profession, your career, yeah. and guys throwing punches at you. So you know, how do you defend yourself, and how do you look out for your teammates? Um, but I'm you know I'm always backing my teammates. Uh, you saw Thon recently. Mm-hmm. What did you say to Thon? What did I see in the summer league, right? Next question. Next question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, last one on that. Um, obviously, it's a, it's a weird situation to be in, and yeah. it's one that you, know, you don't want anyone to be in. Um, but those qualifying games, they don't really mean too much in the grand scheme of things. Did, did that, does that kind of go into your head a little bit, thinking, like, if that has the potential of happening, I might want to avoid that situation in the future? For me, I always want to look out for my teammates. So whatever's happening on the floor, I need to look out for my teammates. Yeah, and that's just the way I am. Um, so I'm thinking more like even being put in that situation in general. So maybe not playing in a qualifying game because it might not mean much because right. the potential is there for the... Right, but you would never think a brawl would happen. True. So that's probably, that's, that's very rare. I mean, there's not many brawls you see happening yeah. in games like that. So to say that, it was tough to really say anything about that. Yeah. So, so that wouldn't deter you from... from playing for, for the boomers if, if that no I mean regardless of like what happens yeah. you know I'm always going to represent my country no matter where I am no matter who I'm playing for um, whether I'm wearing green and gold or blue and red whatever color it is um, I feel like you know you have to represent your team the right way and, and your country and your family yeah. we'll finish with a few just on your upcoming season cool. you know you've kept most of your core as far as the Sixers um, do you think that's a core that can go all the way you know, with yeah, you and I think Joel we're just getting started. We're, we're just uh, figuring it out, and I think I, f- 
started figuring out the game towards the end of the season and you know developing you know certain relationships with guys on my team where you know I could talk to him he can he can talk to me we can learn and build and grow off that and get better as a team so I think overall you know the, the chemistry we've built in that last year has been uh, amazing toward the end of games especially in the playoffs you know the ball went down to Joel mm -hmm. I know you want to be the best player in the world um, is that a situation that you'd like to be in you know have the ball in your hands come crunch time whatever situation it is um, you know, I trust, I trust in my ability to do what I can on the floor and make the right play. So, you know, whatever the situation is at the time, whatever is best for the team, you know, I'm always willing to take. At this point in the, in the season, obviously it's the off season, but the way the team is being put together now, mm -hmm. is it championship or bust for you, for you guys? Is that the way you're looking at it? I think we're looking harsh? at it, see what we have once we get to training camp and build off that. And we all sit in the room, we all talk and say, where do we want to be at the end of the season? Um, last one. Uh, I'm not obviously not going to go into your personal life, but you know, there's a lot of noise around you. Um, you know, what are you doing to make sure that the outside noise, you know, living in LA, things like that, how, how do you make sure that that doesn't affect your basketball in, in a negative way or in any way? Really? Right. I mean, I'm a, I'm a basketball player first, uh, a role model to kids. So for me, you know, everyone has things going on, on in their lives that don't always come up because they might not be in the spotlight. So for me, um, I try to make sure, you know, people look at me as a, as a role model and a basketball player aside from all the other stuff going on in my life. So, I mean, it's tough to do that in L.A., but at the same time, I know who I am. My people around me know who I am. My family know who I am. So as long as I'm true to who I am and, and keep everything else to the side and handle that separately, uh, that's all I can really control. Thanks for listening to another Fox Sports Podcast Network production.